Morning, Rabbi Sai. Speaking over last night to some of the business people that I consult regarding some of the shilas that we have to bring into the shiurim. So I want to discuss today and tomorrow, Beis Hashem, some of the very common and nagei shilas that are nagei to kashrus. Now, kashrus brings itself many, many times throughout the business world. It could be nagei in any of the following and more situations, and that could be in an office that you share with goyim that are going to be eating and preparing non-kosher food. It could be going to a hotel for a conference, for example, uh, warehouses, and all sorts of things. These are shilas that come up when I have my food with me. I store it in the fridge. I prepare it in the kitchen. We use the same coffee urn. We use the same microwave. I put my meat sandwich in the fridge. There is a lot of different shilas that we have to try to go through. And we're going to try, Be'ez Hashem, in Tushiurim, to encapsulate as much as we can some of the most common shilas that are Nagea Lagabe Kashrus that could be applicable in the workplace. Again, we're dealing with shilas of, of course, Kalim of Goyim. We're dealing with Bas of Cholov. We're dealing with Shalit Bas of Shalit Alim in Ha'ayim. Leaving Kalim amongst Goyim. There's a lot to discuss. And Be'ez Hashem will try one by one to go through some of the most common shilas. These are again, the truth is even not in the workplace, as are many of the shilas that we deal with over here in these shiurim, but we're trying to focus as much as we can of how do we direct them to the things that are nageya in the workplace. So we'll start number one. Very simple case. I want to eat my kosher sandwich on a non-kosher table. Right, this could be Nagay in the office, this could be Nagay when I go to a restaurant, by the way, and wine, we'll talk about a different time. That will get to the Shailas of Yai Nesach, and you know, wining and dining with Goyim, that's a whole different Shailas in restaurants, that will get to a Besugya, a Cheres, Hashem. But now I'm talking about, I go to a hotel, I have a meeting with a few people, there's a non-kosher table over there that they, you know, people eat tray food on, I want to eat my kosher food, is that a problem? So me'ika hadin, as long as it's clean, there is no problem. Obviously, if it's dirty, then obviously clean it up. But if it's clean, me'ika hadin, there is no problem with eating kosher food on a non-kosher table. Obviously, we're discussing things that are not being put hot on the table. It's safe. Maybe we'll talk about that in a moment. But I'll upon him, if I'm eating a sandwich or I'm eating whatever it is, something small on the table, as long as the, the table is 100% clean, it's okay. There are those that are machme that say to put either a tablecloth if you can, or maybe a tissue or a napkin on it, just to make sure that there's no schmutz, there's no grease or anything on, on there that could be problematic. That is number one. Number two, very nagea shaila. Sometimes a workspace, an office, will have a shared sort of like dining room area where everybody sits lunchtime and they eat their lunch. So here's the shaila. I'm eating my, um, I'm eating my milchik sandwich and the guy's eating a fleshik sandwich and we're eating on the same table. Everyone here is familiar with the Gemara, with the Mishnah in Chol in Kovdalet, that tells us very clearly that you can't have meat and milk on the very same table. If that's the case, then that should be a problem for a person to do that. What's the reason for that? Is because if you have meat and milk on the same table, we're worried that a person will take one from the other. However, says the Mishnah, says the Shulchan Aruch, if it is a Shulchan, if it is a table that's more like a counter that you're serving from there, then it's okay. So for example, if you have a countertop, all right, the office gives you a countertop where people prepare their lunches or whatever it may be, 
I've been to offices in America where it's not just lunch. People are there dinner time also. They are serving hot food. There's going there. There's getting there. These things can happen. People are serving, you know, people are preparing their hot, you know, sandwich with meat over there on one side. And I'm on the other side preparing my cheese sandwich or my cheese salad or whatever it may be. Is that mutter? So it's a counter that you don't eat from. Then there's no problem with a person um, having meat and milk on the same countertop because you don't eat from there. It's only a table that people eat from. That's when it's going to be a problem. I asked once from Chaim Kinevsky's that cell, what is the din if there's, for example, a bench and you're sitting on a bench outside, I'm eating my shawarma and somebody else is eating a cheese sandwich, so meat, milk, but there's no table. So I asked from Chaim Kinevsky's cell, what's the din? She said to me, there's no problem. Hazal will go, only a table. There's no table, there's no problem. You can't go along and be moisev to the gzera. I once asked him as well, if you're on an aeroplane, right, and you're sitting, you know, Azoi, Azoi tight in an aeroplane, eating a meat sandwich, and the guy next to you is eating a milk sandwich, you know, a cheese sandwich on his, and his little tie like that. Now you have two separate tables, you pull down the table, you've got two separate tables, right? But you're very close to each other. Is that a problem or not? And he told me there's no problem with that whatsoever, because it's two separate tables. Two separate tables, there's no problem, it's only on one table. Okay, we're not discussing too much about Sivakhad over here, as much as it, was, uh, as it would be exciting to do so. But just the Indian over here. So again, if I'm sitting on the table, milk and meat, two Jews, that know each other. See base, Peiches, very good, Zeb. Therefore, if that's the case, we know each other, we're worried. However, if it's Einamakim, if we don't know each other, that's already a different situation because we're not worried that a person will come to eat from one to the other. However, we're all familiar with the Shach, see cotton base, where the Shach brings down that at the end of the day, if it's tray, so then maybe it's okay. And there's very pasna chokhmasodim and others as well. That if it's tray food, then we're not so worried. In other words, if I'm eating my cheese sandwich and he's eating his tray for sandwich, that's mama's tray we're talking about. If that's the case, we're not goiza. That person will come to eat it in that case. But by the way, in the fridge, again, this is often a Mishnah. In the fridge, there's no problem with storing milk and meat, as long as they are covered and self-contained, not dripping and whatever it may be, there's no problem in having a communal fridge for the oilam, and me putting my cheese sandwich, my meat sandwich, and you know, the guy or even the Jew, has over there cheese sandwiches, or the opposite, that's not a problem as long as obviously they are self-wrapped we will discuss, probably tomorrow we'll get to the Shaila of Basel, Shonis Alam and Ayn, which is a major kasha what to do when a person leaves uh, you know, meat and fish and cheese and whatever it may be um, and when they're going around. So that will get to Beza Hashem. Okay? Let's move on to our side. Let's move on. Let's talk about a hotel. Going to a hotel with a conference. Going to a hotel for a meeting. And they're serving me. Obviously, I'm not eating the hotel food. Because I want to eat kosher food. So what they do is they serve me a plate. And on that plate is cut up fruit. Right? Something like that. So what could be the problem with cut up fruit? Obviously, there's no problem in that case over there. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us, the Olam are learning it right now in Simon Sariyalov, see base, very clearly, the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah Ba'etzam says, that I'm allowed to use a clean that a guy used, as long as it is obviously, number one, clean, and number two, it was never boilea hot. It was only used for cold foods. So therefore, according to that, just to make it simple, a glass, without the shider of glass, but the glass would be okay. Why? Because they only use it for cold drinks. And therefore, again, Tfilas Kalim, we spoke about already before, there's no problem with Tfilas Kalim. He's a Goisha hotel, a Goisha restaurant, a Goisha place. There's no Khir Tfilas Kalim of a guy. The fact that I'm using it, I've got no Khir Tfilas, we spoke about this previously. There's no Tfilas Kalim, Shaila. 
Peshal is kashus. Okay? And therefore, if that's the case, a glass is something that's generally not only absorbed with cold, we're not worried. And it's clean. And Yotza both sheeters of the Ramah in Simon Sadialov, see base. However, there's a Machoikas Taz and Shach. The Shach says quite clearly that what? That his cholik on the Ramah, says the Shach, Nuchi, right? And he holds, today's for hair, and he holds that at the end of the day, even if it was absorbed with heat, as long as it's clean, then it's mutter. Which means according to that, that if a guy gives me a plate that was used for mamish hot chaza, but right now it's 100% clean, there is no problem to use something dry and cold on that clean, maybe not double chorif, which is a sharp food, which is again a whole different suya, which we can't go into at this moment of time, and obviously uh, providing that it's clean, which Rabbi Yashav Zatzal passed in that most, most times you don't have to be worried about whether it's clean or not. Let's talk about a microwave for a moment, very nagea shayla, what's the halacha of using one microwave, when again, this could be, by the way, people think I'm talking about an, a Goisha office. I'm talking about even a Yiddish office. I speak to people all the time who've got businesses, who've got offices, who've got warehouses, and these shilas come up. It's even a Yiddish office. They provide a microwave, and the Goyim are there who are also heating up their food in the same microwave. What's the halacha? So very, very bekitzer, Rabbi Isai. We all are familiar with the Mishnah in Mesechtas Machshirim, which is also Tshuvah Sarosh, which is also Tshuvah Sabach, which is also Narach HaShulchan, which is also Ramon, Semen based on Yeridea, that basically tells us that Zaya is a very dangerous thing. Zayah is steam, right? The Mishnah tells us that Zayah, the Rosh Paskins, Alokha that Zayah steam has the din of the item itself. That means that when somebody goes into this microwave and puts a piece of meat and the steam comes up, so the steam is like the steak. And therefore now the walls of the oven, of the microwave, whatever, have now been absorbed by this tray for steak. Now I'm going to go along and put my soup in there. That soup is going to steam back again. It's going to be coiled. It's going to grab hold of the steam that's previously absorbed in the microwave walls and bring it back down to my food. If that's the case, we have a problem. And the oil I'm asking, but what about the piskei chuba that brings the mice? There are this way, and it's got mokum nispasha. If it's got a place to go and it's not concentrated, then maybe it'll be okay. Beis Hashem later on in the faher, we'll go through some of these in yonim. But al kaponim halacha with a microwave would be very simple. That if it's double wrapped and you're not worried that it's going to pop because in a microwave things can pop and obviously make sure you only wrap it with things that are wrappable and microwavable because if it's not microwavable then it's going to be a problem I don't know if it's a word but we just made it up but if it's going to pop then you have a problem but if it's double wrapped even in a goisha tray for microwave that will be okay by the way just interesting we haven't got too long but just an interesting shyler if your workmate says oh you're going to the kitchen do me a favor I have a sandwich could you throw it into the microwave for me? Just throw them. I have a sandwich. I need it hot. Could you just put, throw the microwave, throw my sandwich into the communal microwave, right? It's, you know, whatever it is. Am I allowed to do that? Now it's wrapped up. No worry. It's wrapped up 14 times, right? Beautiful. No problem of Zaya. No problem of steam. No problem of anything, right? Should be okay. What's the problem? There's no problem of Zaya, but there is a problem because we're familiar with the Ramah in Simon Pezayin that says that the suffix, whether or not, Inside, providing obviously we have the suffix, that inside the sandwich, that maybe he has a piece of salami, and he has a slice of cheese. And by putting it into the microwave, I am over on the Issa, Abasha, Bishul, Basa, You'll tell me a microwave is a Bishul, it's an 
Mabishu, when Moshe said it's Daraisa, I think when Moshe is enough to be Simon to say it's a Daraisa. So if that's the case, but you'll tell me it's only a Sophic. Beseda. So it's a Machaik, you should keep the egg and the Taz in Arachaim, Simon Shin Tazayim by the Sugya of Tzeda on Shabbos Kodesh, which is also Chadushu of Shmonik Subas Simon Zayin as well, that goes to the Sugya whether or not you're over on Bishal if you don't even know that there's a boss of a Holov in there. Suck upon him, try to stay away from the Sugya of throwing things into the microwave, especially if they're going to become hot by a guy that you're not sure if his boss of a Holov inside there. Using the same sink. For those of you that are familiar with Simon Sadi Hay, that's the sugya of the sink sugya, which obviously has tremendous amount of shyness, because if you have a sink and I'm washing up my kalim in the same sink that the goy used to wash up his kalim, so I have a problem, right? Well, familiar, when half metal gets hot, the whole thing gets hot. But in case over here, if you're using cold water and you're washing up the dishes only in cold or under Yadso lettuce, boy, then you're for sure okay. In many offices, they don't even offer hot water, and if they do, some of this is only lukewarm, which means there was no bleas bachlal. But if there are bleas and you're using hot, then you have to be very careful because the sink could have been balea a few minutes ago from the guy who poured down his hot tray soup, and now I'm washing up my coffee cup in the same sink with hot water, there'll be bleas, right? And if there's going to be bleas, then I have a problem. And if I use soap, then the Raman, then it could be its pogum, and therefore it will pogum the bleas. But to do that, person should try to make sure that he only uses lukewarm water. Moving on, on the same sugya, but a similar one, we mentioned the tables in the beginning, right? Everyone's familiar with the Raman, the end of the Simon Sadi base. Ain kli boilei kli below right there. There's a Safer, they wrote just on that line, one line of the Ramah, whole safer. Ain't clebole and the clebole wrote it. That means one utensil and another utensil cannot absorb from one another if there's no liquid medium in between. How much, how much liquid? I'm the Chavastas. But I'll call upon him. In a case over here, when I have a sink, for example, and I'm using my coffee cup, right? So what do I do in this case? I want to make sure that it doesn't boil up from the sink. So if everything's dry, there's no problem. If I put my chicken soup, boiling hot pot of chicken soup, on a counter that was used for trade mummish 10 minutes ago, as long as the counter is 100% clean, it's okay. True, the Ramah says, Lechatchila, you shouldn't do it, which what Moshe says, maybe it wasn't talking about that, because he brings a Tazan, Semen Tzadizayin, that says not that way. Rabbi said there's a lot to discuss over here, but you can understand how careful a person has to be in that case. Using the hot water kettle is generally going to be mutter, even if it's used also by goyim, unless you see the goy put the spout, you know, he dips the spout, or he dips his for soup into the spout itself, then obviously the spout will become tray. But in a regular case, by hot water urns that are used for the oilam to use for coffee, that has no chashash whatsoever. Common shayla, are you allowed to go to a hotel and use a kettle that, you know, is used in the hotel room, and I want to use it for a coffee, do I have to be chayshish for the fact that maybe the goy last night that was in my hotel room used to, you know, heat up his, who knows what he did over there, so somebody sent me already last night the video of a famous guy that, that he took a saw in the kettle, remnants of chazem mamish inside that they boiled up. Pashtus is, if you open it up and it looks clean, you don't have to be choshish that maybe the guy put something trafe in there, and therefore you'll, you will be allowed to use that. A can opener, by the way, common shayla. People ask you, that's a can opener that they provide for the oil. You know, people have tuna cans and stuff like that. Are you worried about anything? The answer is if it's clean. There's nothing generally to be worried in that case over there. Rabbi Shai, we have two more shaylas that we have to cover tomorrow. And that is a common shayla that people don't know about leaving kalim amongst goyim, which by the way, anybody that has cleaning help, a goy in their house, you've got the same shayla which people don't even cut, which we'll get to tomorrow, and bosashanas alam and ayim, which again, leaving my sandwiches and food in the communal fridge when there's goyim around. Mitzvah tomorrow we'll discuss. Have an amazing day.